We've been, uh, the last couple of weeks, we've been speaking out of the book of Revelation and looking at where we are on the timeline of the Lord. And, you know, nobody knows the day nor the hour, but Jesus said we can know the season. And we were looking in Matthew uh, chapter 24. Thank you, Deborah, for straightening me out. And uh, for, uh, you know, and for all the things that the Lord said would lead up. And, and I had mapped it out in, in five different stages. Uh, but this morning, you know, I was, I was getting ready and I felt like the Lord said, you know, it's, it, it, we need to remember to thank him for all that he does. You know, we're coming into a Thanksgiving season and for the blessings that God uh, uh, bestows upon us. And, and I'll tell you what, we have a lot to be thankful for. I can remember when I went into ministry some uh, 35 years ago, and uh, as I was uh, going to go into full-time ministry, I was a machinist, and, uh, you know, I, I made really good money, and my mom was so concerned for me, she said, but Bob, you may starve to death. Well, I keep keto. I'm doing my best to keep it down, actually. Um, God has blessed me. You know what? He bl he'll bless you, and he blesses you. As, as we, we trust him and we walk with him, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. You see, that's the blessed assurance. You know, I wake up every morning and I turn on the news, and I'm always wondering what might have happened today. If they go to commercial, I know nothing. <laughs> because when something really happens, they don't go to commercial. And, and uh, we've seen what's going on in Russia. Uh, we're seeing Iran now uh, putting drones in Russia and actually bringing people from Iran to Russia to fight in Ukraine. Uh, I want you to know, and I know some people would think I'm unpopular for that, but but it's the people of Russia and the people of Ukraine that are suffering. I, I don't have a lot of stock for either either regime, uh, but I do for the people. My heart breaks for them. But the Bible says in in uh, Ezekiel chapter 20, uh, 37 and 38, that what will happen very shortly is that there will be a, a, a war of Gog and Magog. And that's when Iran and Russia and other nations co uh, congregate together to go up against Israel. I'm seeing the whole stage being set, even right before me. It's, it's here, and I would only imagine that what's going to happen is Iran says, we're helping you, now we're asking you to come down and help us, because Iran believes that, that uh, Israel needs to be pushed off of the map. And they believe, as Muslims, they believe that it's not until Israel is completely subdued uh, that you know, that their God, Allah, will come and be pleased and will reign. And they believe that Jesus himself will come with Allah and say, Allah is the true God. I mean, this is crazy stuff that's going on in the world. But you know something through it all? I've learned to trust in him. And I, I want to, uh, first of all, talk about and when we look and celebrate Thanksgiving, 
that the first Thanksgiving was celebrated by the pilgrims after a harsh winter that killed more than half of them. You think they could not have been bitter? But you know what? But rather than to get bitter, they thanked the Lord for what he had given them. How much more today should we thank the Lord for all his blessings in spite of the difficulties that we face? That song that we just sang uh, at the end there was the song we sang at my grandchild's funeral. You know, there's hardship. There's hurt. There are things that, we, that may devastate us. But you know, we've got to stand and say, thank you, Lord God, for life. Thank you, Father, that you provide for each one of us. And as David said, when he washed his face when his little child had died, he said, I don't need to mourn anymore because I know that child's with the Lord. But these pilgrims had come together to give thanks. A few scriptures here that I would like to read in Psalms. 50 and 23 he who he who sacrifices thanks offerings honors me and he prepares the way so that i may show him the salvation of the lord you see you sacrificed to come here this morning that's a sacrifice and you, and, you, and you come, and the Lord said, I reward your sacrifice. And Psalms 100 and then verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his holy name. You see, that is a posture of praise. I think of Paul and Silas, as they were thrown into that prison, after they had been whipped, and, and, and this was a brutal whipping that they had received and, and thrown into that, that Philippian jail. And there they began to sing and praise. And the Bible said as they sang and praised, it was like an earthquake that opened the prison door. And it says that, that, that the prisoners began to walk about and the Philippian jailer was about to kill himself because he knew that that would be a death sentence for him if even one of them escaped. But you know what happened? The Philippian jailer not only got saved, but so did his family. So what we realize in this is that when we praise the Lord, even in the midst of difficulty, there are people that are watching. There are people that are watching and seeing. And I think of that whole family of the Philippian jailer being saved and being with the Lord today because of Paul and Silas willing to give praise in the midst of their hurt, in the midst of their affliction. In Philippians 4, talking about the Philippians uh, 4 and 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, present your request to the Lord. Amen? We need to praise Him. You know, I think of that, you know, that old song, Praise Him, Praise Him, Praise Him in the morning. Praise him at the noontime. Praise him when the sun goes down. You see, I believe that is that, that song was after, modeled after Daniel. The Bible said he prayed three times a day. 
And they'd made a decree against him. You see, Satan hates our worship. He hates our prayer. And they made a decree that ended Dan Daniel up in the lion's den. And as they were, as he was in the lions, and the Bible said that God gave him peace in the midst of that situation. Aren't you glad that God can give us peace in the midst of every situation? And and the king was anxious, and he paced the floor, and waited because David was his uh, Daniel was his friend. And the next morning he goes and he says, Daniel, Daniel, and he said, I am well, king. He said, the Lord has shut their mouths that I would live. We see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You can go through all the stories, but God was there. Those are, are wonderful stories that we can glean from. But whatever the devil has, I think of the scripture. When, he, when David said, he said, the, he said, Lord, I pray that they would fall into the pit that they have dug from my cause without oh, my, my soul without a cause. And that's what we have to realize. The enemy is out there. But God said when the enemy comes in like a flood, that God would raise up a standard against you. You know what that standard was? It was the small shield on the right hand. God said, I will block what the devil wants to do. We can, we can thank God for that. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, says, says, Give thanks in all circumstances. Wow. That's kind of, that could be hard. I remember many years ago, we were another vacation story. And we had, I think it's $137 up on the refrigerator saved, uh, you know, to go and do some things with the, with the kids. And all of a sudden, we get a knock at the door. You know who it was? It was Central Maine Power. You didn't pay your bill, and we're going to shut you off right now. Well, there went the hundred and some dollars that was in my bowl. And, you know, that can really cause, you know, then, then you know the old blame game. Why didn't you pay the bill? Why didn't, you, know, you know, and the, the devil tries to get us bickering. The one you love the most, he tries to bring division. And all of a sudden, we heard the squeaky brakes. And my wife said, go check the mailbox. It was our income tax return. <laughs> and it was more than the money that we had to give for our CMP. But see, sometimes we go through situations, and, and they can be very difficult. But that's why the Bible said, give thanks in all circumstances. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we love you. In Ephesians 5 and 20, he said, Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for my, my children. I thank you. You know, we need to be thankful. We need to be thankful. In Psalms 106, 47, it says, Save us, O Lord, our God, and gather us from the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your presence, in your praise. Sorry. But what we, we realize in this is that really is an attitude of thanks. Father, we thank you today. 
it, I've had people come uh, into my office, and they wanted to tell me something, and, and, and I tell them, the Lord, the Lord is the answer. And they say, but, 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 you, you didn't hear my whole story, but, you know, God knows ever before we ask what it is that we have need of. But I want to begin with this. Have, um, I have a lot to be thankful for. I have a lot to be thankful for. I can be thankful that God is a good God. Do you know his character? God's character is, is good. In Psalms 106 and 1, it said, Praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his love endures forever. In Psalms uh, 73, 1, it said, Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. How do we have a clean heart? Through the blood of Jesus Christ. Because we call upon his name. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In Psalms 107 and 8 it says, Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. I think of 1 John 4 and 8. He said, He that loveth knoweth uh, loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. And then he says in 1 John 4 and 16, he says, And we have known and believed the love that God hath toward us or for us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. And I think some people get a misunderstanding of what love is. What is love? Is love to always a soft answer? You know, when you correct your child, that's love. The Bible said that God corrects his children. Sometimes we make wrong decisions, and, and God's not in that. You know, he corrects us. Sometimes he allows us to go through certain hardships. I think of the prodigal son. That's why we... Parents that may have a son or a daughter that's gone wayward, we need to be patient. We need to be like that lighthouse. We need to stand heaven and all to stand. Because that son knew that in his father's house, there was blessing. There's blessing. And we just need to be patient. And we need to be prayerful. And we need to come against every demon spirit in hell that would want to hinder my children from following him. And I know that God answers prayer. I could be thankful for the Bible. Let me first go back and say I could be thankful that God is always near me. In Psalms 145 and 18, it said, The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. The Lord is near. In Habakkuk, uh, in uh, Hebrew, should I say, 13 and 5, said, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave you 
nor forsake you. Isn't that wonderful? We have a lot to be thankful for. In Psalms 94 and 14, it said, For the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. Isn't that wonderful? Thank you, Lord. God is good. Amen. I remember mine were a little like that. <laughs> I had one, uh, my son, uh, we had well, probably three or 400 people there, and my son was, so my wife got up, so I'm gonna, you're going to get a spank, and he, he screamed out there, don't spank me! <laughs> I said, well, that was a proud moment. <laughs> but anyhow, God is good. We love to hear the children. I am thankful for all the prayers God has answered. Are you thankful for all those prayers? In Psalms 118 and 21, he said, I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. In John 16 and 23, he said, And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily I say unto you, that whatsoever you should ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Do you believe that? Every time you get a negative thought, you can say, no, the Lord will give it me. I have petitioned him for my children. How many know your children? Uh, you know, there's a war, but we need to continue to believe for our children. Continue to pray and ask the Lord to protect our children. He said, I am, I am thankful for all the prayers that he's answered. I can also be thankful for the Bible. Aren't you glad for the word of God? It says in Psalms 119 and 62, At midnight I, I rise to give you thanks for your righteous laws. Aren't you glad for the laws of God? Let me, let me share something. You ever been in a lawless situation? I know a couple that went to Haiti, and they said in Haiti that nobody, there's no real laws. There's no soft signs. You come to an intersection, and it's like, cross your fingers and hope you make it. I thank God for stop signs. Uh, yeah, I won't go there. Uh, <laughs> the ticket I got once. But that's fine. But you know what? We need laws. Laws protect us from other people. And from other things. And God's law protects us. Amen. The Bible says covet not another man's wife. Well that protects my wife from, with me. Right. Uh, you know it, it, that, that is the law. I was listening to a sermon this morning. It said if the ten commandments were obeyed today. What the world would be like. What the world would be like. No more theft. Because the Bible said, thou shalt not steal, right? No more uh, uh, sexual improprieties. No, no more uh, of all of that. No more greed. Think the banks would be giving you back money instead of taking it. What a, what a world that would be if the world lived by the Ten Commandments. Our, our politicians would be would be would be caring about our interest miracle that'd be right and 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 what a world that would be 
But I thank God for his righteous laws. And the word thanks there is the word yada. It literally, literally to use the hand physically to throw a stone or arrow at or away, especially to revert, uh, uh, revere to worship with extended praise, to shout, to be thankful. And you know what? We need to be thankful today. And you know what? Praise I, I really get a kick out of watching rich people in leotards with a pigskin. <laughs> it really is what it is, if, if you want to, even though I do enjoy the game a little. But people get all excited. I remember Chris and I went to a, a one of the um, Patriots games, and somebody spilled a beer all over the back. I said, now your wife's going to... <laughs> I didn't drink a thing. <laughs> but he got a beer all of because people get excited. You know, they get so excited they choke on their hot dog. I mean, it's, oh, um, look at this. And then we come to church and it's like, <laughs> how many of you know we ought to get a whole lot more excited about the things of God? In John 17, 17, he says, sanctify them. Through thy truth, he said, thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. I could be thankful for the eternal home that God has given me. In Hebrews 12 and 28, it says, Therefore, since we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and worship God acceptably with reverence, and awe. I want to read a, a little portion here out of out of um, the book of Revelation in chapter twenty two. Verses one through five. You can read uh, of Revelation twenty one and you'll see the new the new Jerusalem and the beauty of it. But I want to read here in, in verse in chapter 22, verses 1 through 5, it says, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb, and in the midst of the streets of it, and on either side of the river was a tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruit, and yield her fruit every month, and the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations." And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God, and out of um, and and out of the Lamb shall be. Um, let me get back here. It says, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him, and they shall see His face and His. Name shall be in their foreheads, and there shall be no night there, and they, uh, they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever with him. What a wonderful thing that is. 
And you see, what we have to realize is no matter what we go through in this earth, it doesn't compare with what is in store for us. We sing that song, there's no night there, there's no night there. Hallelujah, there's no night there. You see, we've got to get the end picture. We've got to realize, you know what? Whatever I sacrifice on this earth doesn't even compare. Whatever I suffer on this earth doesn't even compare to what is in store for me. On our radio program called Simple Faith, we what we do is, number one, we have a grant, and, and we use that to give away to ministries, and we have ministries come on that are on the front lines, pregnancy centers, Homeless centers, drug addiction centers. You would, it's, you know, when we first started this program, we really didn't realize how many people are sacrificing everything. I think of Tina, and I've, I've shared this before, down at the pregnancy center in um in Sanford, and we asked her about her budget. She said, "Well, our budget is fifty thousand, um, but we've raised thirty-five thousand, and I've begun to do the math, and I'm thinking that doesn't leave any money for Tina. You know what she's doing? She's laying her life down to save a baby from an abortion. She she's on the front lines." Every day. And she said she gets death threats. And people say horrible things to her. But she said, I just want to save a life. I think of those that are in, that, that work with drug addicts. I'm going to tell you, that's not a ministry for the faint of heart. Because a lot of them don't make it but willing to lay your life down uh, for a person that's addicted to fentanyl or, 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 or to something else. But they're out there every single day on the front line. As I preached over at 100 Pine Street for the, the uh, homeless shelter there and the men that they had in the shelter and encouraging them and helping them. But this is something they do every single day, laying their life down. As we lay our lives down for him and say, Lord, I think of Nehemiah. He was so sad when he heard that the walls of Jerusalem were, were, were broken down. He didn't know. And he was in such sad countenance that he goes before the king. And the king says, what's wrong with you? He says, the walls of my city have been torn down. And the king says, what shall I do? He says, I will petition the Lord. You know what the Lord said? He said, I want you, Nehemiah, to go and be, rebuild those walls. Nehemiah didn't have any clue of any type of construction history. He didn't know what he was going to do. But he had to say yes to the Lord. And he went out. And you know what? They built that wall in record time. Why? Because the anointing of the Lord was with him. You see, if God be for you, who could be against you? 
You see, the enemy knows that. He knows the power that's in the church. He knows that Christ has given us the very power and said that greater things shall you do than I have done if you're willing to speak. The Bible said the letter killeth, but the Spirit gives it life. Let me tell you, when you breathe in your hand, you feel the Spirit. Do you know that Spirit was breathed into you by God Himself and Adam? God breathed into you. How else do you think you can eat spinach and your heart keeps beating? I mean, you think about it. I mean, last night I had fried clams and my heart just maybe harder beat, but... <laughs> we're, we're creatures made by God. And God said, out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water. He said, I'll make you an oasis in the midst of a dry and a barren land. And the devil knows that. So what does he do? He continually works on you to tell you you're stupid, to tell you that that you just don't matter, and to tell you that you 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 know and, and he he beats on you and he beats on you and he beats on you. But that's why we need the word of God. Thy word have I hid in my heart, David said, that I might not sin against him. How do I sin against him? You know what the Lord said? This is what the Lord says to me. He says, call thou not unclean what I have called clean. The Bible said, let every man be a liar and let God's word be true. Every time your thought is contrary to what that word says, it's a lie. Understand who you are. Understand that God has put all of his greatness in you. That like, like uh, Terry, beginning to speak to this, this individual. Now, I'm, I'm just a man. What can I do? I, I, one lady I remember one time, every time I called her, or, or every time she'd call me, she said, it's just me. And I would think to myself, just you, what's that mean? Just little old me. How about the lion? How, how about the spirit of God that dwells within me that can speak to the mountain and to watch it be removed? Addiction, I come against you in Jesus' name. Lord God, that your birth has given me everything that I need. And Father, I know uh, that, that you're able to do in my life what I can't do in myself. You see, when how do I, how do I even want to express this? Over 25 years, I was pastoral care at CMMC. And so many times sitting there with a person that's dying and praying for them and to let them know, just like the thief in the cross, maybe they never knew the Lord. But you can know him. And you can step into eternity that quickly as the thief on the cross. 
was told by the Lord that this day shall you be with me. You see, there's power in the word of the Lord. 30 years this next April, pastoring here. We've seen this church full. We've seen a few. In fact, this one, men, there was three or four of you, and the devil says, see, nobody wants to hear you. <laughs> you see, that's how the enemy works. The enemy is always on uh, to, just to, to beat me down, to tell me, you know, things. You know, in Vietnam, one of the one of the tortures in Vietnam against American soldiers was to put a was to put them under a dripping faucet and let that 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 the, the pounding of that drip begin to drive them mad. And one, I remember one man that when I was in the army and they had him come and speak because he had gone through torture. And he said one of the worst tortures was that torture. He said, but the way that I overcame it was I would fix myself on something and keep my concentration upon that thing and to get it off of the dripping. How, you know, we got to get our mind on Jesus. I trust in you, Lord, I trust in you. We think of Gideon. We talk about him. And, 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 and the Lord said, thou great man of valor. And he looks around and says, who? I don't see anybody. He sent him out against an army that was like the sands of the sea. I'm talking about an, an uh, uncountable army, a huge army of Assyrians that had come down against them. In fact, this army had been plaguing them so much, but they would thresh wheat and they would steal the wheat as fast as they would come out to, to thresh the wheat. Now, threshing of wheat is throwing it up in the air and letting the wind take out all of the, the chaff and, and, and so that it drops down as a heavy seed so that you can use it for bread and, and for other things. That's how, how bad it was. But he said, Gideon, I want you to go out against this army. And he's thinking to himself in his own, how many know we get into our own thoughts and we begin immediately to think how we're going to do it? And it's never, he said, your ways are not my ways, saith the Lord. And he, and he went up with a few thousand and he said, no, you got too many. And he whittled it down to 300 men. He said, Gideon, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take these earthen, these earthen clay vessels, and I want you to put oil in them. And, and then at a certain time, I want you to smash them. What happened was the noise caused the Assyrians to think that they went down and found out the kings to come with them. And there was a great host. And the Bible said they, they fled. And many of them even turned on themselves. And Gideon won a great victory. Why? Because he trusted the Lord. You want victory in your life, you've got to trust the Lord. You want victory in your family, you've got to trust the Lord. We're living in a time of war. And I mean a time of war spiritually. If these woke people will even take a doctor's credentials and even throw them in prison for not doing what they tell them to do. How much more are we 
an irritant to them, the church. But I'm going to tell you, and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I'm closing here. As we can thank God for his wonderful gifts. In 2 Corinthians 9 and 50, it says, Thanks be to God for his incredible gift. In Ephesians 2 and 8, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Let me tell you, when it's a gift of God, stop measuring yourself. And start giving the glory to God and allow him to do the work in you. It's easy to disqualify yourself. None of us are worthy. But God loves us. In Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that word for gift there is charisma. Gratuity, deliverance from danger or passion, a spiritual endowment, religious qualification, miraculous faculty, a free gift. For though they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave Him thanks, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened in Romans 121. You see, we got to continually. He said, if you don't praise the Lord, the rocks would cry out and praise him. Praise him. When you get into your, get into even your home or, or wherever and you begin to praise the Lord and teach your children to praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all your goodness and all your mercy. Thank you, Lord. It will begin to change something inside of you. And in spite of the darkness that's around us, there'll be a joy that will flood our hearts. And that's what God wants to give you today. Because it's easy to come with a heavy heart. As we sang that last song, my... I, I've uh, buried two grandbabies, and I'll tell you what, it tears your heart out, but you give it to the Lord. And you say, Lord, thank you that someday I'll be with them again. Someday I'll be with them again. To have a right attitude. There's an old saying that says, it's attitude, not aptitude, that will determine your altitude. And I have the joy of the Lord in my life. Would you please stand with me? It's good to have all of you out here. I know there's some that we're missing this morning. But it's good to see you this morning. You know, that makes my heart glad. It gives me purpose. And that's what we do. We give each other purpose. And we thank God for the gift of each other as well as the gift of salvation in our hearts. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, that we have a, a right attitude, that we have an attitude of thanksgiving. Like Paul and Silas, though they endured such a beating in their body, 
And yet, while they was in that Philippian jail, Lord, they began to sing and they began to praise and they began to shout. And I just pray, Lord God, that your will and your word would be real in my heart today. And Father, that what that, that my my speech, Lord God, be one of grace and one of strength and one of power. And I thank you for each one that has come today. And Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, we thank you that you are in these times. And this is a wonderful time to live because it's a time that you've appointed me to live and those in this audience. I thank you, Lord, for each one in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all.